Hello, and welcome back to another edition of I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery. As I went through my day, and even yesterday, this scripture, parts of it ended up coming up, and it led me to other parts of it that led me to what we're going to talk about. Now, in the beginning of Mark, the 14th chapter, we find that that woman that was sinful, caught in adultery, what other people thought was nothing and nobody, we find her breaking an alabaster box and anointing Jesus' head with oil. And we find that the man of the house, Simon the leper, he gets upset because this oil should have been saved and sold and paid money, paid your tribute with, but you anointed Jesus. And I'm so grateful for how Jesus defended her and let him know that what she's doing will be memorialized. This will be talked about from, for, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, this will be talked about for years because what she's doing is preparing me for burial. They won't have time to anoint me then, but she's been anointing me all of these times to get me ready. And even as we go on down and we find that they had the Passover and this is when the first communion was given. And as we go on down, we find out that this is where Jesus begins to let them know that one of my disciples is gonna gonna betray me. It's one of the ones that's gonna sit here and eat with me. The same one is gonna go and betray me. And like I told you, it's a lot going on in this chapter. And as we go on down round about the 29th verse, you find him talking to his stick guy, the one in the inner circle. Peter, who, along with James and John, were his three amigos. And here we find him telling Peter that, like all of us, the devil desired to sift us as wheat. And before the night is over, you're going to deny me. And even as I was thinking about it, and I'm thinking, well, I've never denied Jesus. I never do that. But if I if somebody said, aren't you a preacher? And I sidestepped the, the, the question or if I avoided answering or if by commission or omission, I either left it out or made it a vague, made a vague attempt to avoid it, then I was still denying him. And I had to repent because I'm thinking being self-righteous as usual. And that's something that I'm learning. Judgment. This is a no judgment zone. And what I'm talking about tonight lets us all know, lets me know that even when I don't think I'm messing up, even when I think I'm doing right, somehow or another, I found a way <laughs> to get caught slipping. Even as I thought about this and I was thinking about the different things that happening. the the different things that transpired in this chapter. I'm reminded of C.L. Franklin, Aretha Franklin's father, who was a preacher. He preached a sermon one time that said, who in the hell left the gate open? 
And that's what we're going to be talking about. Who in the hell left the gate open? Because when this sinful woman came to do what she knew what was right in her heart, here come the big dog of the house, Simon the leper, attacking her for doing what she knew she needed to do. And the only thing she could think was, Lord, who in the hell left the gate open? But Jesus being the man that he was, he know he had already forgiven her of her sins. He knew that what she was doing was preparation for what was to come later. So I found that one thing, even when somebody leave the gate open and I end up getting out thinking I'm one of the big dogs, getting caught by a bigger dog. But I learned that it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. So it don't matter what size the dog is in the fight. If that dog got that fight in him, we can make it through. And then if we got a support system, if we got our big brother, Jesus Christ, that's always supporting us, always letting people know that this is my beloved, whom I'm well pleased. He heard that. So he makes sure that he passes it down to us because he said that we're made in his image and his likeness. So if he was told, this is my beloved in whom I'm well pleased, we hear the same thing. (laughs) So even after Mary had anointed Jesus and he had to defend her actions, we went on down and we found that it was time for the Passover. And how Jesus sent the disciples and he told them, y'all go on ahead because you're going to see a man with a pitcher of water. Follow that man. And when you get where you're going, tell him what the master said. One thing I do know is that God knows how to go ahead of us and prepare the way. And he don't wait to the last minute. And even if he does, that's in our mind. When he does it, it's always right on time. We still wondering who in the hell left the gate open. But even as they went, just like he told them, when we do what he tell us to do and move when he tell us to move, things fall into place just like he say that they will. I've seen it. I know it to be true. That's why I want to make sure that when I move, I'm moving according to God. Be led by him. And when they found that place for Passover, the Bible said that they hurriedly begin to prepare Passover because this was the night that Jesus was going to be taken. So it was about preparation time. It was about everybody getting in place and having a place for everything. Even as they began to partake of the last supper, Jesus began to let them know that one of them was going to betray him. And everybody began to ask, just like I ask him when I feel like something ain't going right. Lord, what did I do? Jesus, what didn't I do? Well, Lord, what is it that I need to do? So we all find ourselves when it seemed like everybody here on the chopping block asking who in the hell left the gate open and let all the big, where do I go now? But him being him, as usual, made it plain that you'll know soon enough because he had already told him what that that you do, do it quickly. Because he already knew what was going to happen. He knew what his time was. He knew what his time was, even though they didn't. 
And even after they made it through the Passover and Judas came and kissed him, I can imagine that the disciples were thinking, who in the hell left the gate open? This, even though we've been preparing for this the whole time, this is not what we were expecting and not to be brought down from the inside. But if you look back at history, that's how Europe ended up being divided into 10 territories because it was divided from inside. If you don't clean up on the inside, it shows up on the outside because there is a divide. Right. So even as they were wondering who in the hell let the gate open, it came down to the time when Peter had been told before the night is over and before the cock crowed three times, you're going to deny me. And the more Jesus told him, the more adamantly he began to proclaim, no, I won't. I'm not going to be the one. Not I said the blind man. But this same Peter, when the maiden came to him and asked him, aren't you one of the ones that were with that, that Jesus man? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. He thinking I'm out here trying to get warm by this fire. That who in the hell left the gate open and let her get in here to me? And as he moved on to find another place to hide somebody else, another group done spot him. Aren't you one of those Galileans? Aren't you one of the ones that was with Jesus? And again, he adamantly proclaimed, no, that, that wasn't me, partner. I don't know who you think you're talking about. And how many people know that when a hit dog holler, you know that the truth done hurt? Because all that time he was quiet. But when they begin to point fingers and say, we know you, we done seen you with him. And each time after he would deny him, the cock would crow. On that second time, he realized and it came back to his mind what Jesus told him. And again, I can imagine him wondering that who in the hell. And before he can even get out, done left the gate open. Here comes somebody else. And for the third time. Because now I'm, he's scared. Now I'm scared because they might know that I follow Jesus. I could die. Well, I've learned to live is, is, is Christ. To die is gain. I can't make it to heaven if I don't die. And everybody want to go to heaven but scared to die. And there was a time I was scared of dying. There was a time that I feared death. There was a time that I thought death was a bad thing. But I came to realize it's just another way of transitioning. And at some point in time, unless we are caught up, and that's what I'm working towards, because I done told God, well, not like that. I done petitioned him because everybody's died. I, I want to live to be caught up. And if that's not his will, then death is what it is. But even as Peter said and denied that third time, like I said, before he can even get out, who in the hell done left the gate open? Somebody else done came in and let you know, I know who you are. And when I learned that God hadn't given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, 
That's when it didn't matter about dying. And that's why you find that later on in scripture, after he realized that it wasn't a matter of who in the hell left the gate open. It was the matter of the fight that was in the dog. When he realized that it don't matter who left the gate open. If I got fight in me, because I know that he's worth it, it don't matter who in the hell left the gate open because I already know that he has everything under control. He has everything in his hands. So no matter who left the gate open, long as the fight is in the dog, <laughs> the battle's already won.